So we're live with the first episode of Manifesting with Meg, and I have this week an incredible guest, Mari Vina Rodriguez. Um, today's episode is about the power of intention, and it's entitled I Have a Dream, and even better, two dreamers here to share the vision that we have as far as manifesting goes in our journey so far tell you our story. So um, before I go on, I wanted to um, give you a little intro on Mari. She's an incredibly high energetic woman. I, I, I have met perhaps my match with the multitasking in Mari. She's a force to be clearly reckoned with, an incredible professional and in experienced communications as well as so many different avenues and marketing, sales, public relations and the like many industries. Right now, she's a real estate professional, a wife, mother of two, and a self-help guru. And I think that that's how we pretty much met, is on the path, I guess, to our desire to manifest or, you know, take charge of whatever things we could find in our life to help, you know, promote or even to propel us into our future. And my favorite thing, like I said initially, was that she's an um, and many people who are manifestors or like people who tend to live intentionally tend to dream big. But the cool thing that they get to do as well is that they have inspired action to push the dreams forward. So I want to thank Mari for coming and joining me tonight. It's very exciting. Hi, I, thank you, Meg. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> In my little, my little mecca of my little love hovel with uh, my love button and my manifesting, et cetera. So I'm glad that all you guys are all here with us tonight. And um, I hope that we bring to you some some wisdom or perhaps you can share your story on the stream afterwards. I don't know, whatever you feel like doing. Um, but like I said, today we're talking about the power of intention and no better day to do so um, on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And the incredible thing about today is that he had a dream and look at the unfolding of his dream and how many people that he impacted along the way. And um, it's amazing once you step past your fears and get courageous how um, when you step into those dreams and manifesting the same, what kind of a beautiful difference you can make in the world. Um, and, and just as far as intentionally is concerned, um, the tenets for me are that you live clearly with your desires at hand, and then you actually live as if the wish was already fulfilled. So you kind of live where that intention is. And um, like I said, I brought Mari on because um, one of the most incredible intentional uh, outpouring of a dream that I had was with Mari, and it was on stage with about 15,000 people staring at us in October of 2014 as we both got to fulfill a dream meeting, one of our, um, you know, our mentors, Oprah. So, um, Mari, why don't you give us a little bit about how you live intentionally, and maybe perhaps around that story as well. Absolutely. So, intention for me is all about asking, believing. That's that's what it means for me. And whether you do it, you know, verbalizing or you know, verbally or written form, either way, you know, whatever works out. You know, I, I think I like to dream out loud. So dreaming out loud is intentional for me. And it's basically just saying like the farthest, craziest thing that I could possibly think of of happening and having that come come to fulfillment and come to reality. And that happened on that October 2014, where you know, my girlfriends and I were getting ready to go to the Oprah show and and we were getting ready and it was just a thought. It was a thought. It was a thought that came through my mind and I said it out loud. And I said, you know, joking around as women do when we're, you know, you're getting ready to go out and 
you know, I'm putting on my makeup and I said, please let me know if I'm wearing too much makeup because <laughs> I'm going to be on stage with Oprah yeah. tonight. But I said it and, you know, I guess somewhere subconsciously deep down, I really believed it, right? I really believed that, but I, I did put it out there. Right. And, you know, lo and behold, that actually happened, right? And the way that it happened, the whole process of it happening was really surreal because, you know, it was, you know, the odds of it happening, I was sitting, you know, as you know, you know, not where I was supposed to be in the 11th floor where you were, but something said, fine med. The thought came into my head and again, it's the thought. So it's the thought, the belief, and then it turns into an action. I want to, I want to interject something here because I think it's really important. And it certainly follows one of my favorite poems is living a conscious life is that you're actually paying attention to those signals, like right. the cues that come into life, you know, those thoughts that come in and that, you know, when you pay attention, you're ready to act on them. Right. So instead of saying that, oh, that's silly, you know, what else? So maybe it's the impulsive, on, you know, <laughs> the, impulsive, <laughs> really excited. the impulsive ADD child <laughs> still within me, I don't know, but, but yes, yeah, I, I, I hear them, right? And I hear them and the thought was, go find Meg, go find Meg. And I did, you know, wow. and it, you know, made it all the way down from where my seats were yeah. to where you were. And, and I just, I wanted to pass on that energy to you. And I said, today's, it's gonna, I knew the story. I knew you had tried to meet her two other times. I remembered that. Uh, actually, actually, it wasn't, it wasn't even, yeah, it was to a certain extent. I was, I was constantly trying like, because my story happened around the fact that, you know, if I could share with my mother, the possibility of me doing something so crazy as to meet Oprah, you know, amongst the millions, then right. she would have had an additional impetus to fight cancer. Right. I mean, so it seems like, uh, you know, me trying to meet, but it was kind of like me trying to meet her for an intention to try to give hope to someone who, who may not have had it. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Go ahead. So going forward, you know, the, the, the whole exercise that day was, was very powerful. Right. You know, after, you know, the, the meditation, we did a meditation exercise with Deepak Chopra, which of course, for people, and some of you know me, you know, for those of you who know me, I'm very high energy and it's very hard to calm <laughs> my mind down and, and actually meditate. And I was able to do that that day. I was really able to do it at a different level. And I, I think it was because there was close to 15, 17,000 people in the room. Right. So that really calmed me, which is strange, but, I, but it did. And I was floating after that experience. And then I was able to really write down, you know, the, the exercise was to write down your intentions for someone that you care, that you deeply cared for. Right. And of course, I, I, remember, I, I, I chose to write, write very personally about my husband, what I wanted for him. Yeah. Right. So, wow. well, you know, it's interesting because when you said that I had to find Meg, I was wearing my tiara. And as many of you know, <laughs> in Shine, I'm a big fan or not a big fan. I'm a big advocate of claiming the tiara. And that basically means for me that, um, I grab onto the tear as I hold myself, and not that I have to wear it actually physically, but although I, I tend to wear it quite often. But in um, that day, I felt like I wanted to claim my tiara, which was claim that authentic person that I am and wear it well and hold my head proud. So I actually have my tiara. So I'm going to actually wear it because I know, you know, you guys miss it on my head. <laughs> <laughs> So, so now, see, it matches my earrings so lovely. But, you know, it, it, it's symbolic in many respects. But the fact that you could find me was because I was wearing, what, a yellow jacket? A yellow jacket. Yeah. And a so go on. I want to I want you to continue. So how, so, so how, so, so when it actually happened, when the whole thing came down to the unfolding of this dream you had, this intention that you had, what, how did you feel? 
it was just a really surreal experience because you know we, we were both sitting next to each other and I knew you were you know your, your energy was just literally coming off <laughs> <of> you. <laughs> you know we both, we both looked at each other and, and of course uh, again I'm writing I'm crying I'm, I'm in the moment I see Oprah coming down I know she's coming towards you but she's walking towards us and everything is happening yeah. so I'm taking pictures I'm multitasking it's, yeah. it's all happening at the yeah, same yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. and the next, I know she sees you. I take yeah. her, you know, she, I take her picture looking at you, but she keeps walking towards me and right. she asks me to read what I wrote. And of course I wrote something extremely personal. You know, right. and I wrote something which was my, my deepest wishes and my intention for my husband, which was to bring him closer spiritually, you know, to, to what I believe, you know, is, is, is a stronger relationship to God and what that looks like. Right. Ideally for me, but for both of us. Right. And, you know, be careful what you wish for. Right. Well, right. Well, if you want to share that, we'd be, I mean, I would be right. happy to share the lessons. I'm, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, it's fine because, yeah. you know, again, you know, when you hear something that's coming from a, a really good place right. and the intention was just, again, for him to grow greater in his faith and for him to, to walk closer in spirituality, right? And, right. you know, God has a really big sense yeah. of humor yeah. <laughs> or, or, or the universe has a great sense of humor, you know, whatever it is for, for everybody. Um, and unfortunately, you know, two years back, you know, he was diagnosed with leukemia and that was what got him there. But then again, you know, do I regret that now? No, I don't at all. And I'm, I'm actually very grateful for it because right. it did exactly what I asked for. So, so let's go back to me. You had this experience. You were, and I remember, oh my God, it, when you're in that energy of actually living in the light of manifesting and, and living in the place where just everything is effortlessly unfolding over and over again. I mean, nobody was sitting next to me, Mara. The chair was open. It was kind of like, yes, yeah, stay. Right. You know, right. everything that led up to that moment. And then she came and she told you. And I was like, well, no, I'm just going to allow. And then when I heard you saying it, it was kind of like my, I had a whole visual as to what was going down. It wasn't exactly how it happened, but it was pretty damn close. So, you know, but afterwards, after that, like, did you even know it was on the other side of that intention? No, I had no idea. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't visualize it to, to the extent of where it went. Right. Yeah. But it's been, it's been a great ride, you know, and and look look what it's done for you, Mag, the past, the past three, you know, three going on four years now have just been transformational in your life. Yeah. Well, big time. Well, you know, not always easy, but definitely I would say trans transformational. I think, um, I think when something like that happens and you see these endless possibilities come to light or like what people always say, like, Oh, you're just so or you tell you oh meg oh meg so much things like that happen they keep happening it's just like oh yeah you know i'm kind of good i think it's just being open to listen to the the clues and the clues are out there all the time you know yeah no i i absolutely agree so like let's talk about your tools that you use and and um for manifesting and i and i know that you're um a big vision boarder but you know there's a story behind that as well right there is a story about that and ironically enough it, it ties back to oprah who I had no, I mean, I guess I knew as a salesperson what a vision board was. Because right. I, I mean, you know, salespeople tend, you know, you need to be visual. You need to understand that you want to see yourself a certain place and you want to have a certain number of, say, unreach your goals, yeah. right? Yeah. So it is kind of goal setting, but I think it's, it goes much further than that. So I first learned about vision boarding from Oprah reading an Oprah magazine right. where she had written that she wanted to learn how to swim because she had never learned how to swim. So she created her board and she put a swimmer on the board. And that was, you know, her reminder to her subconscious to say, you can do this. You know, you're going to learn how to swim regardless of how old you are and you're going to do it. Right. So that really, you know, just motivated me to do it, you know, and I started on my own, not knowing and just 
literally cutting out things out of magazines and words. I'm a very big believer in words. Yeah, as are you. well, kind of live by <laughs> Right? You know, and, and the power behind words and images, you know, and what is it that I want to bring into my life? What is it that I want to help come into my life or attract? Right. So, you know, I, I, I definitely do believe that this, the subconscious does pick up on that. It's, it's a mirror of what we want to come in. I love that you say it's a mirror because as we were talking beforehand, you gotta be careful what you want to mirror out there. I mean, I think that people do show up to tell you where you are in life. And if you see people who are very toxic around you, better start doing a gut check as to what you're putting out there. Yeah. But also, I think that it's very, um, very interesting when you get start getting curious about your life. Like, like you know, it's like waking up in the morning with intention, you know, and you know, sitting in your gratitude for the life that you have, and and then you know, you set out to the universe. And one of the things I love more than anything is the whole idea of like something wonderful is going to happen, you know? And then whatever falls after that, you're just kind of looking for it, you get curious as to what that looks like. And it can be very simple as to like, you know, something very little, or it can be something so big, you know, that you're like, holy moly, you know, my God, even if you children, your family. So I, I, I think vision boarding is kind of like, whenever something comes true, like how, how, like how a nutty is that for you? Like, wow, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah this is the kind of thing, right? Absolutely, right. absolutely. And it's, it's, it's happened quite a bit, you know? Yeah. So, you know, Again, I as as a as a thank you to to Oprah, and I just I do put her on on every vision board that I've done for the past six years, you know, in whatever way format she shows up, just as a thank you for teaching yeah. me that because it's yeah. because it is something that is such a great amazing tool, you know. And yeah. again, and I also like to write down my intentions. So yeah. I like to get quiet and really just kind of search what's in my heart. So one of the other tools that I use also um, to lesser extent because. Getting still is a little challenging. <laughs> as Mari knows we're having the conversation and it's like, Meg, calm down, calm down, calm down. And I couldn't calm down because I was just like, oh, here she comes, here she comes. And I know Karen was on the, anyway. So, but meditation is a fantastic way to set your clarity, your focus and your, your, your I guess your, your really intention. Um, to be open, willing vessels to receive, as you were saying before, the ask, believe, receive. And like you were saying before, I always say that it's ask, believe, receive, but it's it's like a circle. You have to, it's all parts. There's no more important than the other. You have to ask, you have to believe, and you have to receive. So it's kind of a cycle right, that you go through. Um, but the other thing I use also is a mantra pack. And the I am statement, the I am light, I am magic. And I know a lot of people that I, I'm friends with know that I like to call myself magical, right? The magical Meg. Because I feel that it's kind of an other world, like it's kind of an ugly worldliness that you get to bring. Like, and by merely the most basic things in life, like a hug, a kiss, a touch, a sign, a, you know, something that's just so little and it's so big, you know? So I don't know you. I don't know if you use a mantra practice too. I don't know. If that's I do. I thing. do. And, and you know, you and I have not really discussed how it came into my life, yeah. right? But it came into my life at that time when I really, really needed it. And again, I don't believe in any coincidence. I think that you know, right. there's, there's, there's beauty and, and magic and everywhere. And you just have to open your eyes. I think Einstein was the one that came yeah. up with that quote, yeah. right? You know, there's, 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 there's two kinds of people I think in the world: the people who believe that everything in life is a miracle, and those who, who, who can't see it. Right. You know, so. You know, hopefully we're, you know, everybody out there listening is, you know, getting that there are miracles out there. There's people, you know, there's things that, that are every moment in your life yeah. can be a miracle as long as you see it that way or you believe, right. you choose to see it that way. Right. So the I am came to me at the time when I really needed it, when my husband was, you know, going through his leukemia. And I happened to hear it on the radio because Joel Osteen, who I hear every day, yeah. you know, um, had just written a book 
called the power of I am, yes. you know, and there's something that's with that that is so incredibly strong. And, you know, I, I pass this on to a lot of, a lot of friends and, and my husband was the greatest, you know, person who learned it, right. You know, when you're sick and when you're going through something, you know, the power of I am is extremely important because your body hears what the mind says. Right. So standing in front of a mirror when you're going through chemo, when you're going through something mm. really hard and, and, yeah. and telling yourself, you know, I am strong. I am, you know, um, a vic I am victorious. Right. I am a winner. I am, I am healthy. I am whatever follows the I am is as long as you truly believe it. So it goes hand in hand right. with, with what you're saying, with the asking, the believing, and the receiving. And then it's kind of like living from that place of that wish fulfilled. So, you know, when people, you, you know, Absolutely. people hold themselves in a different way, they're like very toxic, they're like, they, they keep giving themselves these negative neural pathways, setting up a neuroplasticity in their brain over and over and over again. There's a shift that can happen if you say, I'm love, I am light, yeah. I am today, just for today, yeah. looking for the sunshine. We live in, a, yeah. in a, unfortunately, a very, very negative world, and there's a lot of negative stuff coming at us, huh. you know, and I think... Yeah, I started learning this on my own when my daughter was nine months old. You know, we we were watching Sesame Street when 9/11 yeah. happened. Oh wow. wow! And it was so impactful for me because I studied journalism as a, wow. you know, as a yeah. you know as a degree, and I just couldn't fathom it. You know, I had this beautiful baby, and we were watching the most innocent, fun show, and then this awful thing yeah. happened. Yeah. And I said, I I can't have that come into my world anymore. And not that I've completely shut off the news because obviously you need to be informed. But some of the times you just gotta turn the volume down. No, you gotta turn the volume down because it's too much uh, coming at us. God, that's really amazing that you said that. Sometimes we have to turn the volume down in our life. I mean, it's all chaotic and coming at us, like you said. You just have to step back and take a deep breath. I think breath, breathing, and it's also part of manifesting. It's a whole take it in and, and blow it out. Mm -hmm. So you have that, like the effortless ebb and flow, which my friend Megan had pointed out to me. Sometimes you're in the ebb, sometimes you're in the flow, but it has to be a constant. It has to be moving. The movement has to be there. And then that's, um, I think, incredibly important when the manifesting happens as well. Um, I, I did want, you know, so we were talking about how sometimes the journey is not easy. And sometimes, you know, those are the things that show us these lessons in our life where you get the wisdom. Where you, like for me, losing my mother was absolutely devastating. And it was probably the most challenging part of my life because being a magical person and always seeing, you know, um, you know, I want to see the, 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 you know, the, you know, silver lining. Mm -hmm. How do you see the silver lining when you see someone going through? And, I, and you can, you can resonate with that as well because you're talking about your husband. And I think that the bottom line comes down to is that things happen outside of our, we can't, we can't control that, but we can control how we process things and yeah. how we think. And I think that's important. I mean, I don't know if that's something that resonates with you as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, you know, again, you know, Keeping on a positive note and keeping your mind positive and your thoughts positive, it takes time and it takes yeah. energy and it takes practice. Yeah. And it's it's very easy to go down the negative path and it's very easy to, oh, woe is me and this is hard and da, 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 and just you know be that constant complainer, you know. But when you when you flip it right, when you flip that emotion and you turn it into, well, you know, okay, yeah. I'm thankful for what I have. I'm thankful for this. And I'm thankful for this that's showing up in my life because it's coming to show me something. And, you know, my very, very wise friend has taught me to, to believe that everything happens for you. When you really think that's about really it. really powerful when you think when about When you yeah. think about that and you think that everything in your yeah. life happens for you, it doesn't happen to you. It doesn't happen because of you. It happens for you. That is extreme, extremely powerful. I know it's very powerful. Yeah. Especially when you're having this conversation down in the 
in the world yelling at the universe or God or whatever you want to call it, like, ah, this is not what I wanted. Sorry, take it back, take it back. But ultimately you're like, oh, that's why this happened. That's why I have, oh, okay. And then there's something else, like another piece of the puzzle comes through and you're just like, oh, that's why I needed to do that. I needed to have that experience. And well, manifesting can be fun, right? Absolutely. I mean, right. That, I mean, okay. So significantly coming into this world, knowing that I wanted to play more than anything with were the magical butterflies, you know, butterflies were like flying around. <laughs> You know, bothersome to some, but not to all. Um, so, <laughs> yes. Um, sorry for those. <laughs> oh my God, I'm like the volume's too high. Sorry. Um, so basically, it can be fun. It can be. Really it can be fun. fun. Absolutely. And and when you come at it from a place of fun, the things that unfold, using your imagination. I mean, you know. Imagination shouldn't stay with children alone. Creativity shouldn't stay with children alone. You mm -hmm. have to bring that into your adult life because in that way, you, like even Einstein said, yeah. you know, the imagination is, is the key. key to future events, you know, and, and how you you use that is powerful. I don't know how, I don't know if that's something that's a part of your, I mean, smiling at me the whole time, nodding, I imagine that's <laughs> the case, right? It is, it is. Um, I just think, I'm, I, I am a really big dreamer and I really do think that there's endless possibilities out there for all of us, you know? And it's just reaching out, you know, reaching out and thinking, what is what is the greatest life that I can create? Yeah. And that's, at the end, it's a question that we have to constantly ask ourselves, right? Yeah. And, and when, when something is not resonating and it's, we know this is not, okay, this is definitely not it, right? Yeah. I don't like what I'm doing. This is not what I, what I see myself doing. This is not what I signed up for. Okay. Yeah. So you have the power. You have the power to change it and keep pushing forward you know and keep searching for what is what is it that makes you click what is it that resonates with you what is it that, that makes you happy what it makes you come alive what it makes you and come if alive. you're in a place where you are mm -hmm. that's not allowing that you feel that you can't be authentically at who you are and you feel that you can't and you have to move on you have to have that courage absolutely that you need to step out of the conformity and move into the courageous space of your life absolutely which is a big challenge believe me i just did it but I think that the rewards from being truly authentic to you and innovative to you are, and they're unfolding right before us. And I think that that's exciting. They're very exciting. Um, you know, there's a, a gentleman named Neville Goddard. He's an author as well. And he um, wrote the book, The Power of Awareness. And he wrote a quote that I love and I want to share it with everybody. It's be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Mm. So we have our minds and they're constantly evolving, we're constantly evolving, hmm. right? You said your word was evolve this year, yeah. so, which is E out of love. Thank you, Megan, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I find that so beautiful that this renewal can come from a shift in life when you transform the way you think about it mm -hmm. and actually get intentional. Right. Um, so when we were, you know, when we were coming off the stage, I remember that it was amazing that, you know, we had that energy coming off of us, you know, that energy of this empowerment and like we felt empowered and just like two seconds, you felt it. Like people were coming up to us and like wanted to touch us and whatever. And it's a little kind of freaky, but at the same time, very exciting, <laughs> you know, very exciting. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I think that, I think that what we about are, for you, what, is, what is it for you? Man? What okay, is, I told her I'd give her a question. Yeah. I, I told get, her I'd I give her a question. You. I get to ask you. Yeah. So what is, <laughs> what is, what is the most powerful thing that you have learned from setting intentions? So my biggest challenge in life is that I tend to seek approval outside myself. And when you do that, you get wrapped up in how you believe other people see you. 
So it really isn't how you're showing up, but this, this desire um, to do a good job so other people can give you the you know, congratulations, recognition. And I think when you do that, you get, you get caught up in you know, the endorphin kick of others. So you kind of give other people control over your life. And I think the shift becomes when you get intentional and you start thinking of how, what, so if I were looking at me, which, okay, once again, if I'm looking at me um, and thinking, oh my God, you know, how will I get my own approval or even you know, the universe's approval, whatever, like angels that are watching me, you know, like on a different level, you know, then you think of, okay, then I got to show up as authentically as I can as myself. And that means being mindful, sitting in the silence, like you did on that day of Oprah, you mm -hmm. know, and really getting clarity around what it is I want. Because I really, after my mother passed away, one of the things, two things she told me, stress will kill you. And <laughs> the other thing is you don't want to have regret when it's your time. You want to have lived that life fully and you want to have saying, wow, what a ride at the end of the day. Mm. And, you know, and for me, that is waking up in the morning. I get to do something that I want. I get to you know, talk to you. I get to do something of service for another. I get to you know um, show up as myself, as authentically, even if I don't feel 100% wonderful. Because let me tell you, sitting on my butt for the last year, you know, doesn't make you feel physically and wonderfully after the after the, the party. But let me tell you, I start where I am. I got to start where I am, and that is as important as anything else and then reset the renewal of the mind and the intentions, mm. right? Because only then will I, I truly, that. and then you start from a place of love. And I love this, my friend Janet Wood said this to me and it made such an impact in my life because we're all walking each other home. And I think that that's one wow. connection to the collaboration, you know, we're all walking each other home. So whoever shows up on your journey, I, I grab their hand and I say, let's do this, right? Mm -hmm. And there's power in numbers. And especially when the highest good is, the highest good is in the center. Oh, and, um, so love is our mission generally, you know, we all come together from a place of love to do the good that we're here to do and, and meet our calling. And I think that that is what's made a difference. So at the beginning of our conversation, I asked Mari to set an intention for the conversation. And, you know, I was just having a thing of fall into place. <laughs> God only knows I'm like, yeah, all of the others. But um, so Mari, what exactly? Um, and I also told her to pick a number because Ooh. it's going to coincide with my book, The Magical Diet of Bliss. So go ahead and pass me the book. Okay. And for all of you who don't know, I have this book called Magical Guide to Bliss. And um, go ahead, tell me the number. So there's a connection and- okay. Well, first of all, tell me your intention. Oh, yeah. okay, my intention. My intention for that page or my intention for- For this whole conversation. For this whole conversation is for everybody listening and whoever's um, tuned in to, to listen, thank you. Um, and we just really genuinely share from our hearts what we've learned and what's worked for us so far. And I hope that it works for you and that you find some time in the craziness of it all to search what's in your heart and to listen and to set your intention so that you can live the best life that you can possibly dream of living. Dream big, bigger, and bigger. Right. So what number did you pick? 111. Of course. So triple ones, triple ones. And 111 is um april 9th and it says you never need permission to play <laughs> and maybe this message is for me more than anybody else because i'm kind of embracing that right now um, the one thing that you have that nobody else has is you 
your voice, your mind, your story, your vision. Beautiful. So, so write and draw and build and play and dance and live as only you can. Mm -hmm. And that's from Neil Gaiman, Gaiman, British author of the comic book series, The Sandman. And this is my, this is my insight for that day. You get the opportunity to play today. Just imagine how fun you could have engaging in activities for their pure enjoyment. Even the most tedious tasks become exciting because you never know who you might meet. Even the most challenging experiences become an exciting adventure because you never know what you may learn. Even the most humdrum occurrences become eventful because you never know what may fascinate you. With a sense of zeal and enthusiasm, you get to bring your voice, your mind, your story, your vision to live this day like no other. Everything changes when you come to the playground of your life with this attitude. I love the playground of your life. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> the universe will unfold new adventures as you are reinforced to joy. Get ready to claim a golden ticket to the greatest show on earth, yours. Oh, wow. Look around at your new playmates who are ready to take part in the pleasure as well. Now it is up to you to decide if you will actually use the ticket to build a life based on more laughter, fun, and merriment. Remember, you never need permission to play, write, draw, build, or dance because you alone get to choose how you live your day. You get to look for the magic, miracles, butterflies, and blessings in a serendipitous way. That's beautiful. And the magical key, invite someone special for a play date today. So I guess in a sense, we're inviting everyone who's watching today Absolutely. on a special play date Absolutely. to join us on living more of an intentional life. Um, before you go, or we go, any final thoughts? Dream away, people. Dream, Dream away. away. And tell us about it, right? Oh, yeah. Tell us about I'm it in. because you get I'm excited in. when you get excited, and that's important. It's kind of like that karmic circle of amazing that we get to share with each other. And even in the sadness, I, 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 you know, and if you see me, I have love buttons. I'm a love button ambassador for, you know, we're wearing them green. So, <laughs> you know, whatever you associate with that. <laughs> um, I just want to thank Mari for coming here and, and sharing this first First, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I was so honored. Thank you. Thank and you for you know, having me. The, the, I think this is a transformative conversation absolutely. that we had, empowering, etc. And you know, absolutely. I think you know, I, yeah. And I love and adore you, and absolutely, you know, right, right, you've been right, on my right. path. You're my right, best. Right, my right. Best. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be talking to Heidi Sifes and Denise Lane about our journey um, to El Camino de Santiago de Compostela, inspired by Paulo Coelho's The Pilgrimage. I, I want I want to remind you all to let your soul be guided by your dreams. I think it's really important and pay attention because bliss lies on each step of the journey. And I want to thank you all and send my love. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody.